0: On Money FM 89.3. The Washington Report with Nirmal Ghosh, U.S. Bureau Chief with the Straits Times.
1: Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Dacker. Time now to turn our attention to the United States. Uh, you remember last August, Republicans had demanded an investigation into some of America's government run nursing homes, including in New York, over the handling of COVID 19 deaths. Now, uh, this was during a very difficult time in the United States with the COVID 19 situation spiraling out of control. More than 15,800 people have died in nursing homes and assisted living residences in New York. The governor there, Andrew Cuomo, previously accused the Department of Justice under former President Donald Trump of initiating the inquiry for purely political reasons. Now, the DOJ says it has decided not to open a civil rights investigation into the government-run nursing homes in New York over their COVID-19 response. In the letter sent last Friday to several Republican members of Congress. The Deputy Assistant Attorney General said the decision comes after civil rights decision lawyer, division lawyers, I beg your pardon, had reviewed the data sent by New York along with some additional information. Let's see if we can get more context on this story with Street Times U.S. Bureau Chief Nirmal Ghosh. Nirmal, good morning. Uh, I suppose to start us off, let's kind of look back at the situation at the nursing homes. I mean, how did that come about and why were the Republicans... uh, Unhappy about it. I mean, could this
0: whole thing have been avoided? Good morning. Yes, in the early stages, the pandemic hit nursing homes very hard. If you remember, the highest death toll in those early days came in nursing homes. New York, in particular, was very badly hit with several other states as well. This is because the virus, as we know now, is particularly dangerous for older people and people with comorbidities or underlying conditions. And to top all that, nursing homes were, of course, fairly high-density environments. One underlying issue here, though, is where the four states with democratic governors, that's New York, Michigan, uh, Pennsylvania and uh, New Jersey, whether they inadvertently added to the death toll in the early stages by allowing nursing homes to take in people who had been hospitalized for COVID-19 but discharged in medically stable condition. And in those days, of course, no vaccines. So the DOJ's civil rights division during the Trump administration requested data from Democratic governors of New York, Pennsylvania, Michigan and New Jersey in August 2020. This is the result of that. Now, New York's governor, Andrew Cuomo, in particular, became something of a poster boy for Democrats with his daily COVID briefings, which are very sort of rational, fact-based and straight from the shoulder. But later, allegations emerged that essentially sparked a reassessment of that legacy of his, that his office had significantly undercounted nursing home fatalities and implemented policies that may have even boosted the death toll. So the DOJ dropping the probe may be good news for Andrew Cuomo, but it is not over yet for him because the FBI is also investigating this.
1: All right, then let's talk about possible reasons the DOJ had to arrive at this decision to not investigate
0: Yes, well, this became very political. If you look at this through a political lens, and that is what some of the Republicans who are pushing this are doing, then it is because the Biden administration's DOJ doesn't want to discredit Democratic state governors. But one key factor would be whether there were violations of an actual law. And we can infer from the DOJ's dropping the investigation that that does not seem to have been the case. The Department of Justice said it had reviewed the data and saw no reason to investigate But it also said two other investigations into two nursing homes in New Jersey remain ongoing. So this still has to be watched. All right, Nomal, right now we've got reports
1: that the U.S. has purchased 200 million more doses of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine. Uh, Sources are saying some 65 million of these are meant for children. Uh,
0: What do you know about this story? Yes, there is concern that cases are rising. In California this week, San Diego County and Los Angeles County both reported their highest number of cases since February. Hospitalizations in L.A. County have more than doubled in just two weeks. In Florida, new case positivity rates nearly doubled in two weeks. They were 7.8 percent in the week of July the 2nd. And they were 15.1% this past week. So hospitalizations are up and the majority of those hospitalized are unvaccinated. And cases are rising both among the unvaccinated and among younger people. And the fall reopening of schools is looming. So there is still the question of how schools operate in-person classes. If children remain unvaccinated, will schools turn into super spreaders? So it is a very dynamic situation. There is an urgent need for more vaccines to be available for children and also for booster shots if necessary as the effect of the current vaccines wears off. We are looking at vaccination planning well into 2023 at this time. Yeah, I mean,
1: Dr. Anthony Fauci has come out overnight talking about perhaps bringing back the mandate of wearing masks and, he, you know, like you mentioned about those booster shots. This podcast
0: is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. We're on the line with Straight Sense
1: US Beer Chief for Nirmal Ghosh. I want to talk about the US economy right now, Nirmal. And, you know, we're seeing, of course, activities resuming. Food and beverage seems to be in a bit of trouble because we have reports of low wages, understaffed restaurants. You've got overworked people who want to quit as well. I mean what what is going on with regard to this situation? Is, how does the future of the sector looks like?
0: Look like. Right. So something like 1.2 million jobs are apparently unfilled in the industry right when the customers are returning. Look, the fact is these jobs are hard work and for low pay, and that's probably true in most parts of the world. But in the U.S., wages in restaurants and bars have not grown much at all for the last 10 years, not much at all. So if wages don't go up and the work remains the same, dealing with often complaining customers, working intense hours for a hand-to-mouth wage, it is not surprising that restaurants are finding it difficult to hire. In May, for the first time on record, average hourly pay for non-managers at restaurants and bars topped $15. Before that, well below $15 an hour. Not a living wage by the standards of many big cities. And also, no prospects for promotion up any kind of career ladder. Look, the root of the issue is, if wages were better, there would be more people willing to do the job. Okay, then... (laughs) I understand, wages better, more people willing to do the job But then for these workers that are not happy, uh, where are they finding jobs now then? Many will still get unemployment benefits, and if you add up costs of, say, commuting to work and so forth, their net income, if they stay on unemployment benefits, may not be very different from when they were working shifts in restaurants. What they are doing now, well, that's not entirely clear. It's a mix of things. Some people move away. They change cities. They move to different states. Others find new jobs in other industries or some stay home to care for children or other dependents. The effect of the COVID pandemic on the employment landscape is still playing out. Uh, No more, final question.
1: Um, This interesting piece that we came across. uh, You've got some US states scaling back on reporting COVID-19 data, but we have cases surging at the same time. I mean, why have they decided to do this? What kind of potential implications
0: could we see from uh, the difference in reporting, so to speak? Again, this is strongly redolent of politics. The fact is that the vaccination rates are lowest in red states, that is, Republican-run states, and cases also tend to be higher in red states. The states that have reduced the frequency of their reporting are almost all, if not all, red states. There is concerned that a false sense of security set in. There is still a lot of vaccine hesitancy or vaccine resistance that is fanned by conservative media. Epidemiologists are definitely concerned at this, and they are saying now is not the time to reduce the reporting because this pandemic is obviously by no means over. And in fact, we are on the cusp of a new wave driven by the more contagious Delta variant. The implications of reduced reporting would be that local governments, state and federal governments, uh, civic leaders will not have a proper handle on what is going on, and that will hamper the response. Thanks a lot, Nirmal, for
1: taking the time. We've been speaking with Street Times US Bureau Chief Nirmal
0: Ghosh. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.